welcome to Dynastream's podcast, I said a prayer for you today. My hope is that you will be powerfully encouraged through real life situations, prayers, and encouraging words. Each episode is from the heart, not trying to be perfect, just being real for real needs. Feel free to share these episodes with those that you feel may need some loving strength. All right, let's begin. Hello, my friends. I want to encourage you today. And this one really stems from Isaiah 53, 5. By his stripes, we are healed. So whatever you're going through, whatever you've been through, or maybe something you've just stepped into, I want to remind you that through the blood of Christ, the shed blood of Christ on the cross and his resurrection, you are healed. You are a new creation. And I know I know from experience, sometimes it doesn't feel like it. There'll be those moments, those moments of aha, those moments of, wow, it's euphoria. It's amazing. You just feel the tangible presence of God. And there's times when you think, God, I've I've been praying. I've been spending time in worship and praise. I've been trying to walk this thing out. But where are you? I don't feel healed. But I want to assure you, it is a spiritual healing. As God does the full healing in your life, there will be things that he he shows you along the way. He'll show you what he has done. Because we, in our person, in our mind, in our soul, We hang on to that because it's a comfort. We know how to respond. We know how to act. We know when things happen. We think we know what's coming up because of what we've been through. We've experienced that. We recognize that. But what I want to assure you is as I prayed for you, I was reminded of that scripture By his stripes, we are healed. You are healed. But I want to share with you a little deeper because I was reminded of the alabaster jar and the woman who anointed the feet of Jesus, dried his feet from the oil with her tears. And it was a fragrant oil. And here's what I want to share with you. When you feel like running from shame and guilt and condemnation and the things of your past, the things that you just, you, you, you want to get away from, I want to remind you to run to Jesus. Go to him. Even if it means you're crawling to him. Maybe you're just flat out on the floor in tears in your brokenness. Like the woman who was anointing his feet in a room full of men who were talking about her as though she wasn't there, condemning her. 
And I'm going to lift you up, my friend. Because there's probably not a man at that table except for Jesus that hasn't had sinful act and probably with a woman that they could stand there and boast about their significance because they were at the table with Jesus. But they were sitting there in dining and and, and probably luxury and meeting and look what we can do. And she was at his feet anointing him. But I want you to ponder this. He hadn't gone to the cross yet. She was anointing him, his feet, with oil. Fragrant oil. His feet were about to be pierced. Forthcoming was the piercing of his feet to a cross. Her tears. Were her tears truly over her sin? Or were her tears over the one who sets her free? The tears over the the heartbreak of watching his excruciating pain over the sins of her life, the pain that he went through from her life. Think about that for a moment. They were condemning her, but she was anointing the very place that was about to be pierced. And if that isn't enough, I want to read from you John chapter 11. It starts out, Now a certain man was sick, Lazarus of Bethany, the town of Mary, and her sister Martha. Verse 2 says, It was that Mary who anointed the Lord with fragrant oil and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was sick. Think about that for a moment. Mary, the one who sat at the feet of Jesus, just trying to get enough of him, worshiping him, honoring him. Martha was running around busy, busy, busy. And then she was trying to tell him, hey, I'm doing all the work, and she's just sitting there at your feet. And he told her that she was doing the right thing. That Mary anointed the feet of Jesus. That Mary who loved him so much. Her tears over the feet that were about to be crucified. In a room full of men, who probably had no clue at the time. Did they? Didn't they? They condemned her. But she knew what was forthcoming. And it broke her heart. But she was anointing the healer of her heart. The healer of her broken heart. The healer of her broken life. The healer of her broken soul the healer of her broken spirit. And my friend, he is the Lord God who came and walked among us in the flesh. And Mary sat at his feet, heaven in fleshly form. She sat there in spirit, 
the spirit of heaven was right there and her spirit was broken and my friend when there's a broken spirit that's probably made so much more painful than some of the other brokenness because truly only God can heal that spiritual wound And he did it for you and for me. We cannot run from our shame. We cannot run for a healing. We cannot run to a different location and expect something to be different. And I know there's those phrases, no matter where you go, there you are. But I want to remind you also, no matter where you go, there he is. He's right there with you. He's not going to let you run and hide into some place that he can't access you. He's always there for you. You reach out. You you reach out in worship and praise. You reach out in prayer. You reach out in tears. You reach out with one word of help to the Lord God Almighty. And he will show up in a way that maybe you hadn't even thought of. You will encounter things in your life that seem just random every day. But when you put them before the Lord, what does this mean? I encountered this. Help me to understand. The world wants to interpret it in a way that will benefit them. I've been in those places. And if you're running to a place or from a place because of the wound in your heart and your soul and your spirit know that the healer has already gone to the cross and risen and he comes to you in your heart and he will lead you and guide you into all truth there are people in this world that lure young women that lure women when you were younger when you were way younger, when you were a teenager, when you were a young adult, whatever the age you were, your heart to be loved, yearning and crying out for that love. Maybe you feel like it's the other half of you. Because remember, in the garden, the Lord said to Adam, you know, he did not desire for man to be alone. So he took a rib out of his own body. I'm not his as in God. The body of Adam took a rib while he was in a deep sleep and created woman, woman from man, and brought her to him. So God didn't want man to be alone. He brought her to him. And so maybe the world in its lust and all of that stuff, maybe that man thinks that all these women are brought to him for his own pleasure. No. One rib for one man. One woman for one man. God didn't take a whole bunch of ribs and say, here you go, I'm going to bring all these to you. No, no, no. There was one woman that sat at the feet of Jesus. There was one woman anointing his feet in tears. In her heart she knew the pain And scholars will report, and and I don't know the whole scholarly, the theological 
I just know in my heart what God reveals. Because he reveals in a way to bring healing to you and to me. And many scholars that we've learned from, they've all been men. And in the Bible, men will promiscuize women, condemn women, push women down. But who did God bring to man to complete him? A woman. He did not desire him to be alone, so he brought him a woman because he needed her. Men don't want to need people. And sometimes we as women don't want to need people. We do need Jesus. We need the Lord. And as you walk through life, as you walk through things in your life and from your past that you didn't even realize who God is, maybe you weren't trained up in the way you should go. Or maybe you were And it feels like just a religious burden smacking you all the time. Jesus took that. If you feel like it's smacking you all the time, imagine when the world was smacking him. But those things were piercing his flesh, causing him to bleed. And then they would put things on it to cause him to burn, to inflict so much pain. Oh, well, if that slap wasn't enough, like if you have an open wound and you put salt on it, it really hurts. And so, my friend, if you have an open wound, sometimes I know we as Christians, the salt of the earth, sometimes it feels like salt in an open wound. My friend, it's because it is. (coughs) Because if it's an open wound, it needs time to heal. And sometimes those things of well-meaning people will cause greater pain. But they don't know. Some people do it intentionally because they're hurting themselves. And they feel like if they hurt somebody else, it's like a step for them to rise above who you are. But you know what? What happened when you, when the woman was so low, the woman that the men threw out into the, the circle, they wanted to stone her. Look what she was caught doing. What happened? Jesus reached his hand. And when she took his hand, she was raised up. She didn't just go, no, I'm good. I'm just going to stand up all by myself. Maybe she had the strength. I don't know, but she trusted because she knew who he was. The world will come around with imitating voices, imitating actions, imitating things. But allow God to reveal to you the hand that is lifting you up in your spirit. Make sure that you know it's the hand of Jesus. Because when he lifts you up, the enemy will flee. Jesus caused all those men wanting to throw stones. He caused them all to leave. Not only did they leave, they didn't keep their stone for another time. They threw their stone. They dropped it. They didn't throw their stone. They dropped it. They released it. They released that which was going to be used to destroy her because Jesus came and redeemed. The same God, the same Christ who walked the earth, redeemed the woman way back then is the same God, the same Christ and the Holy Spirit that is redeeming you now.
You are not meant to walk through this with shame and guilt and condemnation, thinking, well, that's what I deserve. And that's what we think we deserve, but God says, I took it all for you. That is his true love, that sacrificial love. We think we're sacrificing in love because we serve. We serve our families. We serve these different people. And we do a sacrificial act of love and and we do everything we know to do. We love to give. We love to serve. And it seems like we end up empty with nothing. But in Christ you have everything. And trusting in the one true God that will provide. He will lead you. He will guide you. He will provide for you. He will heal what is broken. And my friends, my friends, oh my goodness. So you must not be alone. There you go. You're never alone when God is with you. So I just wanted to encourage you with that. As I said a prayer for you, I know from experience. I know to, to, when you want to get as far away from the pain as you can. And some of it is rightly so. Because the, the person, you're so accustomed to it. You're going to want to retreat back, back into that comfort zone. You're going to want to retreat back into that. And it's so difficult to learn and grow the pain that has to heal. But if we return to the abuse, if we return to the shame, if we return to the guilt, it is so hard to heal. It's like opening that wound and the salt that keeps coming in. People don't understand and people are not going to understand what you're walking through, especially if you are creative and artistic. You are more sensitive to the world around you than others who are not. But let me tell you this, because of the spirit of the living God, every person probably has that same sensitivity. They just choose not to be artistic. Or maybe it is the right right brain, left brain in the mind. But the spirit is the one who rules and reigns in your life if you let it. And so as you are sensitive to the environment around you, sometimes you are responding to things in the environment around you that you are unaware of. But maybe it's also indicators for those around you. Because of a healed wound, you became a pointer, an indicator of where God is working, what God is doing. I've had that side of me. I'm like a pointer of where God is working. But maybe, maybe it was a pointer of a wound that was in my heart, a wound that was in my spirit that didn't get full healing. And so I want to encourage you not to run from the healing of the Lord. Wherever you are, wherever you go, there he is. Sit at his feet. Worship him. Yes, the tears will come. The pain will seem unsurmountable. God will give you a way and a hope to get through it. Because he is your savior. He is the way, the truth, and the life. 
and it was the friends that he loved to hang out with. It was that Mary who anointed the Lord with fragrant oil and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was sick. And remember, he rose Lazarus from the dead. He loved that family. He loves you. Your tears are not wasted. Your pain is not wasted. And I want to encourage you to allow Jesus to be that door of entry into your heart, into your life. That others must go through Jesus in order to get to you. Because you recognize the spiritual thing coming at you. And therefore you reject the person. Because you recognize a spirit that is not of Christ. Allow God to train you up to not reject the person, but to still acknowledge that spirit, but to realize they have a spirit of something that they are probably unaware of. Maybe when you were a child, someone yelled at you. They raised their voice and yelled at you in anger. It wasn't the words. It was the one who loves you that came at you with such anger that looked scary. You have someone you trusted that looked scary to you, but that spirit of anger coming from somewhere else was like a spiritual thing coming at you. You sensed something more than just the anger. But as God teaches you how to recognize that, His love will give you peace that you may recognize that as a spiritual thing. You may recognize that as something coming at you as an attack. But that person who loves you doesn't mean to hurt you. They just don't understand what's happening in the moment. And especially if you're sensitive and you are called in peace and love, when you get angry, it's even exponentially more harmful. But know that God is able to do far greater than you can think or imagine. When you give it over to him, ask him, seek him. And so my friend, I know you are hurting. I know you've been through a lot. I pray for you from experience. If I shared with you all the things that I went through, if I shared with you how many times Sometimes you'd wonder how I ever got up. Jesus, the hope of the world, extending his hand from heaven above. And even through tears, he would bring the peace. You could almost feel it settling. And my friends, I don't wonder how you're going to get through it. I know, Jesus the Lord and his love for you. He may bring others alongside you. He may bring them to help you strengthen his love through them. But you will sense the love when it is pure, authentic love. You will sense that. If it's laden with manipulation, you'll sense that too. But when it's love, you'll know. And so my friend, as you go through 
the pain of change, the pain of brokenness. And when you see things from your own life growing up on others around you, know that God is healing it. He is healing right now. And even when it doesn't feel like it, if you liken it to maybe you have a cut on your on your arm or your leg, and when that thing starts to heal, it starts to itch because that skin is pulling. It's you feel it. There's so many nerve tending there's so many nerves endings in that that when it heals and it's pulling, there's something happening and sometimes it does. It it's irritated. It doesn't hurt, but it's irritated because it itches as it's healing. Um, you want to itch or pull or like, oh my gosh, or maybe there's a scab on it. And it's like dried blood. It's irritating you. You want to pick off that scab. Well, if it's not fully healed, that scab that was protecting it, it's going to bleed again. But if you've ever noticed when it's healing, that scab on there becomes smaller and smaller and smaller No matter how many times you pick it off, it's smaller and smaller until it's finally healed. So maybe you've got a scab on your life or you feel like it. And we know scabs look kind of, ugh. And you're wondering, I don't want others to see that scab. I, I, I don't want others to see my brokenness, my wounds. Because it's it is awful. It doesn't look like the flesh that God gave us to live with. But it's, it's in our flesh when we try to do it in our own. That's when we get hurt even more. But I'll tell you, my friend, the scars in your spirit and your heart, the scars that people don't see, sometimes just hurt even more than those ones that the world sees that we're afraid they're going to judge us because of this ugly scar. Oh, why don't you cover that up? Well, the world seems to cover up a whole lot of things. It doesn't want to be seen. But unfortunately, it tries to cover that up, but the healing isn't taking place. And when you look at it, and even if you pick the scab or you put the ointment on it, and you know the oil, that salve, like the oil on Jesus' feet, the forthcoming healing. It wasn't just about the piercing of his feet. When she was anointing his feet, the forthcoming healing He was about to be pierced, but it was for the healing of the nations, the salvation. Through Christ, we are saved. We have eternal life. Things that we could not do on our own, he did himself. That forthcoming piercing brought healing. The oil, the anointing oil, the healing. And so, my friend, I hope that resonates with you, that this isn't like all this high energy, you know, um, prayer talk or prayer. I did say a prayer for you and will continue to pray for you. And what I want to encourage you with is so many times we see that woman anointing his feet with a different perspective. He hadn't gone to the cross There was a broken heart pouring out over his feet, still being condemned by the men around her. She was, she was attacked by her, not attacked, 
I don't know how you'd say it when her own sister, who's so busy, get her to help me. I'm doing all this, get her to help me. She's doing the right thing. It was that Mary that anointed the feet of Jesus. She spent time with him. In her mind, did she know that it was coming up, he was going to be on the cross? In her spirit, the spirit of the living God that she spent time with, at his feet learning, just loving, giving and receiving love, pure, unadulterated love, the broken heart, anointing the feet that were about to be pierced. Did she do it for that purpose? No, she gave it all for the healing that he brought to the world, not just to her. It was for so many more. But the rejection of those men, she still continued to anoint his feet. She poured out her praise. She poured out what she had. She poured it out to him to honor the healing that was about to take place. So I want to encourage you with Isaiah 53.5. By his stripes you are healed. Go to John chapter 11. Jesus heard. Jesus loved. Jesus stayed. Jesus answered. Jesus went to them. He woke them up. And remember, you know that whatever you ask of God, God gives to you. Your brother will rise again. He is the resurrection. He is the life. Anyone who believes in him, though he may die, he shall live. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? So my friend, I'm going to close out with that. Go read John chapter 11, Isaiah 53, 5. Know that the healing has already given to you by Christ himself, by heaven above. And so may the Lord bless you and keep you and cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Thanks for listening to Dynastream's podcast, I Said a Prayer for You Today. For more encouragements, visit our Facebook page at Dynastream LLC. That's D-Y-N-A-S-T-R-E-A-M-L-L-C. We'd love to hear from you. See you there.